What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I am James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we do over at thepewterplank.com and find us on Twitter at thepewterplank, at LockedOnBucks, at jyarko underscore bucks, and at dh82 underscore bucks. We are very excited to announce that our guest today is none other than Tampa Bay Buccaneers receiver Chris Godwin coming off of his rookie season. He talked to us about the draft process, his thought process throughout the season, the hype surrounding the team, and gave us a little bit of insight as to Chris Godwin, the the guy, not so much the football player, towards the very end. So we hope you all enjoy this interview with Buccaneers receiver Chris Godwin. Joining us now is a man born in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, grew up in Middletown, Delaware. He ranks in the top 10 all-time in yards, receptions, and touchdowns at Penn State University. He holds the Penn State record for most receiving yards in a bowl game with 187. He was named to the Big Ten All-Freshman team, drafted 84th overall in the third round by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and was named NFC Offensive Player of the Week for Week 17. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Godwin. Chris, how you doing? I'm doing great, guys. Uh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Oh, we uh, we certainly appreciate some of your time. And and before we really dive into this, full disclosure, you are uh, you are on with a Ohio State fan in David Harrison and an Illinois fan in myself. So we kind of have <laughs> we have the Big Ten covered, but I have to ask you. Out of those two teams, which one did you enjoy beating more, Ohio State or Illinois? Uh, honestly, I would I would have to say beating uh, Ohio State, <laughs> mainly because of just like the the magnitude of the game and just you know like the atmosphere. It was it was doing our whiteout, so it it was, mm-hmm. it was an awesome experience, man. I it was a good game, though. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a real good game. I can't even hate on you guys. Obviously, I wasn't on the field, so I don't have any room to hate on you anyway. But I mean, that was just that was an amazing game. Just as a football fan. That was an amazing mm-hmm. game. So, yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. About as somebody that lives in about an hour south of uh, Columbus, I enjoy watching Ohio State fans be very sad. So, you were one of my favorite people that day. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. That's awesome, uh, man. That's awesome. So, going into the draft process and, and everything that went through it, you get the phone call from the Buccaneers. I'm not sure if it was if it was Jason Light or Dirk Cutter that that was the first one that you spoke to, but getting that phone call, what were what were some of the first things that were running through your head that you're about to become an NFL wide receiver? You're going to be uprooting and moving all the way down to Florida. Yeah, just kind of give us an idea as to what was going on with you that day. Yeah, man, um obviously like it 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 was a long time dream of mine, you know, like since I was a kid. So like the first thought that I had, man, I was just, just recognizing like how blessed I was. I was and like all like most of my friends and family around me and it was just it was a great moment to kinda of, to share with them, like for them to all be there with me, like what had happened and you know, just just like recognizing like that I, I was gonna be going like coming all the way down to Florida, but you know, it, it was what I've always dreamed about doing. So, you know, like wherever I went I was happy. I was I was gonna be happy where I went. But, you know, being that it was the Bucks and you know, it was it was a franchise that like you know I I grew up kind of like watching. You know, when I was when I when I first started playing football, you know, like my my youth team was named the Bucks, so I kind of had like that natural like affiliation with them for like the first five years that I played football, and so I thought like that was kind of a cool connection. And 
you know, and, and obviously to, to get out of the cold weather from up north was, was kind of a blessing. <laughs> for sure. So now following the draft, Chris, how did you get ready for your first camp and your, in your rookie camp and all that? And then how, now that you've got a full year under your belt, how are you going to take that experience and maybe alter or add to the way you, you get ready for this next training camp coming up? Yeah. Um, leading up to, to the first season, to my first season, um, it was it was kind of weird just because you you go from basically like working out like with the with a, an entire team your your entire you know football career and you know basically having most of your workouts designed for you and basically all you gotta do is just put in the effort and put in the work to to improve yourself but um so it was kind of weird at first just kind of training by myself and and figuring out what I needed to to do to be ready to have my body ready to go that's because I wasn't sure how like how NFL training camps worked and how how long the season was gonna be so. It was all like uncharted territory for me, and so like that was a bit weird. But I think the biggest thing for me was I was just making sure that I was going to be ready, like and I was going to be in condition to go. You know, like just like so that when I showed up, I was ready to go and ready for whatever came my way. And I I think that was a good approach for me. You know, I I don't think there's a way for for you to prepare for the heat in mm-hmm. in you know July and August down here until you're actually in it. So that was an adjustment, but um. I think that's something I can use, you know, moving forward. So like, it's all season coming up. You know, I'm obviously right now I'm just I'm trying to recover, get ready for, you know, get my body right. But when I start when I start working out again, I'm gonna, you know, I, I have a good plan in place. You know, I, I have the little things that I want to work on, like as a receiver, just you know, make sure I'm getting in out and out of my routes better. Just understanding like how to play receiver at the at the NFL level and be successful, and kind of taking those little things that I've learned throughout the season and and really like honing in on those skills throughout the off season. Awesome. And, and looking at, you know, the surrounding on your team, do you have any specific off season plans currently in place with guys like James or like Mike or Deshaun or anything? Are you guys going to get together at all? You think to, to kind of work together and kind of get that team motivation going? Yeah, I definitely think we're going to, uh, we, we briefly talked about it um, before the season, before the season ended, you know, obviously, uh, Excuse me. Obviously, Mike uh, had went. I went to Texas A and M, and I think uh, Jameis's relationship with with Coach Fisher, who obviously just got the A and M job, I think I think that provides an opportunity for us to all get together and you know at at a great facility and really and, and get some chemistry down, you know, in the off season. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. Awesome, Chris. You got your your first career reception against the Minnesota Vikings and, and you finished that game with, with three receptions and 44 yards. Was there kind of a, a sigh of relief as soon as you got that first catch or was it just one of those things where it's like, you know, that's, that's my job. That's what I'm out here doing. It's, it's really not that big of a deal. I think it was, it was more of a sigh of relief because um, I, I feel like regardless of who you are and, and, and your mindset, like approaching the game, it's like, like when you when you get that first one kind of like off your back, like regardless of when it comes, what like what point it comes, I think it's like all right, like like I'm good now. I can I can get back. I can just play football. I can just do you know like do what I know what I can do. You know, it's kind of like a like like a reassurance, like that you're you are supposed to be here. You know, like you can do this, and now is just continue to grow. That's fantastic, and and. and... You know, we we talk about your first catch being in Minnesota, and it took all the way until the final minute of the 2017 season for you to get in the end zone that first time. And I know, I know, David was jumping up and down and, and screaming when you stretched out to try to get a touchdown earlier in the game. What was that feeling like 
when you finally broke the plane and got into the end zone for the first time this season and for it to be a game or a, a score where it won your team the game and defeated mm-hmm. your your division rival and the division champions of this season? Um, geez. I mean, like like you said, I felt like it took like it took forever for it to come in. Obviously, it came on the last play of the season. So, you know, it, it was – you know, it's one of those things, like I said, like when you get, like, the first one, like, off your, like, off your back, it's, like, it's a sigh of relief. So, so it felt good to, to to get that. And I think the magnitude of the situation really made it that much better, you know, for us to, you know, to be able to go out, finish the season, like, with a, with a victory against a, a really good team. And for me to be able to score a touchdown on, on our last offensive play was – you know, it was it was awesome, man. And especially like like you said earlier in the game, I had I had came so close to to mm-hmm. to reach to to scoring. You know, <laughs> I think that made it like all all the better. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Chris James just alluded to it, but I told him in private when you reached out for that goal line, and I thought you scored. Like I jumped out of my seat, and then you know came back that you didn't cross the goal line. I got so angry that my two dogs literally hid for me for the rest of the game because that's how loud. <laughs> I got in my anger, so I don't know, like, unnaturally attached to you getting that touchdown. Like, that's how bad I wanted it for you from the outside. So really glad to see you get it there at the end. Um, talking about some other firsts, your your first career start um, in Miami following Mike's, you know, unfortunate suspension following the Saints game. Uh, five catches, 68 yards. Um, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty solid day for, for, for a rookie in his first career start on the road as well and playing with you know, a backup quarterback, granted an experienced one, but a backup nonetheless. Um, did you expect that kind of production coming into that game, or did you really have any expectations from your first start? Um, I, I didn't really have many expectations as far as, like, production, as far as, like, numbers and, like, what I was going to achieve. I think for me, like, how I approach the entire season and, like, every day is I'm just – I go and I just try to, you know, do the best that I can to, to be the best version of myself. Like, I go out and I prepare every day as if I'm a starter and I did that the entire season. So so when everything went down with Mike and, and I found out I was going to be the starter, it wasn't like a all right, let, let me let me get ready, let me, you know, prepare any different. I just prepared the same way. So that when I went out there it was it was just as, as it's always been. You know, the only difference was I was getting a little bit more of, you know, opportunities, a little bit more passes coming my way. So I was just you know, I was able to take advantage of those when they did. Awesome. And then uh, talking about so that first start and then between between there and the Minnesota game, uh, you had, I think, five games in there between week four and week nine where you're able to come down with one catch. But, you know, the the production really wasn't wasn't there. And obviously there was there was talent on the film. And, and you know, I think we all kind of saw it. But was there any frustration in between those times between the Minnesota game and the Miami game where you just you were kind of getting getting frustrated either personally or, or I don't. I don't want to put you in a position to knock the play calling or anything. But was was there any frustration inside of you, just kind of wanting to get out there and, and get get some catches going? No, it was like. See, I'm not the type of like receiver. Like, I've never really been much about like stats. Like, I've always been the type of guy that like, if if the team is winning, like if if we're winning games, then I'm happy. You know what awesome. I mean? Like, I, I try to do whatever I can to help the team win. And so, like, it wasn't really any frustration for me about like about getting in and getting a certain amount of catches. It was just more of just like I just wanted to do like like I said, whatever I can to help the team. So like yeah, like I had like like through like that stretch of like I made like one catch a game, but I think I think I looked at it more as like a learning experience. It's just like kinda of how I look at this whole rookie season. Like I understood coming in that it was gonna be 
a, a really, you know, a big learning experience for me. And I can look at it one of two ways. I can look at it and be kind of pout and, and be upset at what, you know, whatever opportunity I did get or just, you know, or still be grateful for the opportunities that I was getting and try to take advantage of those when they came, you know, and just, like I said, just like learn from those experiences each time. I think mm-hmm. they're going to really help me moving forward in my career. Awesome. So more of a Julio mentality than a T.O. mentality. Yeah, yeah, undoubtedly. <laughs> awesome. Now, I'm not sure if, if you're aware of this or not, but 79% of your receptions went for first downs. And yeah. back back in the Gruden days, Buccaneers fans had a thing that they called third and Ike, where any third <laughs> down that, that the Buccaneers had, the ball was going to Ike Hilliard because he would yeah. always get one yard past the sticks. Is that something that you would kind of like to almost adopt, you know, be that, be that person that, that Jameis can count on every third down that he knows that, that his guy number 12 is going to get, make sure that he gets at least a foot past those sticks and, and almost become, you know, that kind of, that kind of player where, you know, as you said, you're not worried about the personal accolades. You're not worried about the, the personal stats. But to have somebody who four out of every five catches, you know, you're moving the chains and helping your team get in a position to score. I mean, is that is that a role that you would almost relish and and embrace? Yeah, I think I think that'd be dope, man. I think I think mainly because you know, like I was saying earlier, just I try I want to help the team as much as I can, you know, so like so we can get victories and obviously to be successful as an offense, you need to you you need to convert on third down, you know, like that that's that's probably like, you know some of uh, like some of the biggest plays you have in your game. And so if I if I can play that role for our team and you know and and, and get us a first down four out of every out of every five of my catches, man, I I, I think I like where I'm standing. <laughs> well, and, and you know, you keep getting those first downs, you're going to be standing in the end zone. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly, man. Which which only you know which only helps our cause, you know. Heading into your rookie season, there was a lot of hype and a lot of really high expectations for this football team. You had hard knocks cameras in training camp and, and everything. How did you guys deal with, with the, the record not meeting the expectations from, from fans and and some of the media? You you guys caught a lot of bad breaks throughout the season injuries. Yeah. You, you have your franchise quarterback go down for, for three games, missing parts of, of two more, you know, you have injuries along the offensive line and and all kinds of problems. So how did how did you guys kind of get through not being what you all probably believed and knew that you could be? Honestly, I think um, it was so for us, right? It it was more of like a a internal kind of mentality. Like we like we everybody recognized you know like the expectations that that the media had you know and fans had for us but i think i, I don't think any of those expectations exceeded those that we had for ourselves and so yeah like we we definitely underachieved this year but i think we were more disappointed with ourselves than anybody else could be and that being the case um i just think like the way we got through it was just recognizing that yeah like there's going to be there's going to be like outside noise that you know, that, that that people are talking, but it's not our job to pay attention to that. It's our job to come in and play football, you know, every day. And so we approached it like with that mentality and just come in and work, just keep our heads down and, and just try to do the best we can to, to make the next week the best week, you know. And unfortunately, a lot, like, 
you know, most of those, most of the games didn't go our way. But I think I, I would like to venture out and say that there were probably seven, eight games that well, that we lost by one possession, and we had a couple of bad breaks, and, and a lot of those that if they bounce our way, then the season could look totally different. But you know, obviously sure. hindsight is twenty twenty. But you know, it's, it, those are just like I said, those things we got to grow and learn from to make it on next year is is better. That's awesome. That is awesome. So, Chris, uh, who's who's your Super Bowl pick? Who is my Super? Um, I, I think it's it's tough, man. It's a lot of good teams out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, I, I think the the Eagles losing Wentz was was a tough break for them because I, I think he was having a great a great season. Yeah. Um, it's it, it's hard for me to go against to go against um, Tom Brady, man. I mean, I think yeah. what 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 Brady and, and Coach Belichick do, I think. And that entire like organization, I think, I think they've had so much success for such an ex- um, extended period of time that it's hard to go against them. So, I would say either, I would say either like the Patriots or or the Steelers, just depending upon Antonio Brown. So, okay, yeah, I can't can't argue with that that uh, that logic there. Never bet against Tom, right? That's the Falcons learned that the yeah. hard way last year. So, um, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> obviously, you know, I'm sure you have many plans uh, to to be participating in, in postseasons from here on out, but mm-hmm. this one postseason, since you, since you do have the time off, like you said, you're kind of let your body recover. Do you and uh, Mariah have any plans for this off season? Yeah. Um, we, we got, we got a couple of plans to move around a little bit. Um, like we, I think like we're going to the Arnold fitness expo, um, at the beginning of March. That's something that we do every year, you know, just, just got, like, based upon like, you know, like the stuff that, that she's interested in. And I, I find it cool too, just to, to see like a different, a different area that, that people kind of, you know, different area of expertise. You know, I, I find it interesting all those all the things that those guys get into. And um and we're we'll probably we'll probably go out to Los Angeles go like NBA All Star weekend, you know, try to make like a little vacation. But nice. so like we got we got a couple of vacations planned and before I really get you know cranked back up with, with my workouts. That's great. Yeah, it's, it's good to hear you guys taking taking advantage of that time and, and uh reaping reaping what you're sowing, right? 'Cause that's that's awesome that you guys are gonna have the chance to do that. Um yeah. Who do you who do you credit? Now I'm gonna put a stipulation on this question, right? You have to pick one person. So it's kinda of like yeah. that Chevy commercial where it's like giving the most dependable award. If you had to pick yeah. one person that you're gonna give credit to for your success this last year, who is that one person that's kind of had the biggest impact, whether it's on the field, off the field, personal life, however, however you determine it. Um Yeah, that, that's that's definitely a tough way to go. Um Honestly, uh, like I, I would probably say Mariah. Um, okay. Just mainly because like we, we go through so much as football players, as professional athletes. Um, you know, day in and day out, and it, it's a grind. You know, throughout the the seventeen week season and and the five or however many weeks of, of preseason that um any that any time you can get a chance to kind of step away from the game and kind of um I guess relax and take your mind off of it a bit. I think that's very beneficial, and and for me, like that's that's what Mariah provides for me. You know, anytime I go home, I don't, I don't really have to worry about like any drama, like anything out, like, you know, off the field. I, we go home, I go home, I, I hang out with her and, and our dog, and and just kind of you know unwind a bit. And I think that that balance that I was able to have, and that you know that support that she that she's given me all season has you know it, it really benefited me you know throughout throughout the course of the year. That's awesome. Yeah. And you bring up your dog. Uh, social media is an amazing thing, right? I saw, I saw yeah. a video of you guys training your dog 
uh, was that PetSmart or where where was that? At? Yeah, 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 that PetSmart. Yeah, yeah. So it seems like it's doing. It, they're doing a pretty good job. It seems like your dog is is getting there. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely um he's definitely doing a lot better. I mean, he's he's what six seven months now, and oh, he's nice. like he's very like hyper. But you know, just just getting him to understand like the you know basic commands is it, it's been fun so far. Just like fun watching him grow and learn. Awesome. Yeah. Good luck with that. Um, and then the last question I have for you, James has got a fun little uh, little exercise that we like to do. But the last one I have for you is, is obviously we're all getting into the draft coverage and, you know, the, 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 uh, the all-star games are about to come up with bowl season being over with. Um, we all know about Saquon Barkley, right? But yep. who's a Nittany Lion coming out this year that maybe isn't getting the attention that he deserves? Honestly, I, I think there's a, I, I may be biased, but I think there's a lot of guys that are, you know, that aren't getting the attention that they deserve. Um, you know, like for start, I think um, Deshaun Hamilton. I think he's going to be a really good pro. Like that, like that. He, he was, he was really like one of the main guys that when I first got to Penn State, he kind of, he kind of showed me the ropes and kind of helped me adjust to college football. And and I think that, you know, that he, like I said, I think he, he's a hard worker, and and I think he's going to do whatever it takes to be successful when he gets here. But you also got guys like. You know, like like Mike Jasicki, you know Marcus Allen, that Jessica Benda, Saeed Black, and I think those are all going to be guys that they are able to make their mark within the first couple of years in the league. And I think people will be surprised, but I know I won't. Awesome. All right, Chris, to to kind of wrap this up, I'm I'm going to hit you with a few rapid fire questions that are not sports related at all. It's to get to know Chris Godwin, not the football player. Sound good? All right. Yeah, that works. All right, who's your favorite superhero? Oh, superhero, super uh, Batman. Okay. So you and Gerald get along well there, I'm I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh all time favorite movie. Law Abiding Citizen. Oh, good movie. Yeah, I'm a big big fan of that, man. I thought it was awesome. All right. Your favorite musician gives you a call. And wants to feature you on a song on their next album. Who's the musician, and do you accept? The musician would be Drake. Uh, he's he's been my favorite artist for probably like five, six years now. But uh, and do I accept? I, I would, I would, I would entertain it just because of just I think that'd be an awesome experience. But I'm not very musically talented, so I'm not sure if it <laughs> if it'll make the cut. But I definitely, I definitely venture out to to try it. <laughs> Maybe you just be in the video then, like oh, there you in go. the video, make it make an appearance. <laughs> all right, we we all know that a a popular thing in the locker room was ping pong. So give us one player that you never ever stand a chance against playing ping pong, and give us one player who never stands a chance against you. Um, I think probably either the first to the first one. I think Justin Evans or. Or Brian Anger, like I think they're they're probably the two. Um, I'm actually Justin Evans, Brian Anger, or Alan Cross are probably the top three guys on the team. And I don't, I don't, I don't ever really get close to being them. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm gonna get them next year. Um, but guys that can't, uh, let's see, probably uh, Bobo Wilson. <laughs> he said no chance against me. <laughs> <There's> no chance. <laughs> All right, and then the final question is. You're about to be put to death, and you are given one final meal. What is your entree, your dessert, and your beverage? Anything you want from anywhere you want. Anything you can mix and match, too. Mix, you can mix and match. Um, well, I mean, the, the entree would definitely be um, steak, 
uh, baked potato and broccoli, probably Ooh. from probably from Ruth's, Ruth's Chris. Like they had a really really good steak from there not too long ago, so like that's probably where that would be from. Um, the dessert, wow, I'm big. I love desserts, man. I love, like I uh, I think I'm I'm big on I'm really big on apple pie. So nice. if I can get like a good apple pie, I've had I've had like a good amount of apple pies too. Like so it's it's hard to pick one, but from one place, but definitely apple pie. And okay. I don't know. I mean. My my drink of choice is water, man. I mean, I think, I don't know. I got like I've fell in love with water the last like five years. I think. So I think I think I just stick with the water. All right. Well, Chris, thank you so so much for some of your time. We really enjoyed talking to you and and getting to know, you know, how you perceived your season, you know, going and and getting to know a little bit more about you personally. So truly, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Yeah, no, I appreciate you guys having me on. All right, hopefully we can do it again soon. No doubt. A big thank you once again to Buccaneers receiver Chris Godwin for joining us and giving us a few minutes of his time. And Bucks fans, he's every bit as cool as you would think he is, truly. he's He was fantastic and, and held a great conversation with David and myself. So a big thank you to uh, to Chris for giving us some time. Before I let you go, I want to let everybody listening know about mybookie.ag. The NFL playoffs are finally here, and I want to tell you guys about mybookie.ag, the number one rated online sports book. With your fantasy football season over, the only way to use your sports knowledge to win cash is by betting at mybookie, the sports book that makes it easy to deposit and even easier to cash out your winnings. They have odds on everything live betting, and an all-new prop builder. You create your own bet slips and bet how you want. I mean, you already bet your friends that LeBron's going to score 30 points and have 10 or more assists, so why not bet it at mybookie.ag and put your money where your mouth is? Bet from your desktop, your tablet, or on their world-class mobile site that lets you bet anytime, anywhere, and mybookie.ag offers the fastest, no-hassle payouts when you win. Join now and mybookie will match your deposit with up to a 50% bonus. You put in 50, they'll throw you 25 extra. You want to put in 100, they're going to throw you 50. You know, at that point, you guys are just gambling on house money. So just use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D, O-N, when you make your account. Visit mybookie.ag today and bet on the internet's favorite sports book where you play, you win, and you get paid. Make sure that you're following us on Twitter, at the Pewter Plank, at LockedOnBucks, at JayYarko underscore Bucks, and at DH82 underscore Bucks. Hope you all have a wonderful Thursday, and thanks so much for joining us here at LockedOnBucks.